Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hey, hey. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Have another fantastic episode for you. We'll get you updated on what's going on in Tennessee. The two lawmakers that were ousted by the legislative body, they are now back. Also, Tennessee ground zero for the most recent mass shooting. We'll discuss some laws that might be put in place in Tennessee after Governor Bill Lee lost one of his friends during said shooting. Governor Lee, also a social conservative, and we'll discuss some of the policies that he wants to be putting forth in the fine state of Tennessee regarding drag shows. Mm. Only the most important. We'll also discuss what's going on with the abortion pill debate. Mifepristone. And I said it right. Yes. And I'm very proud of myself. I did it. We have a bunch of sound, a bunch of politicians, specifically one, this dude, Gonzalez. He's out of Texas and he is just so ass backwards on this issue. And we'll listen to some sound. But let's get to some updates before all of that. East Palestine. Y'all have had it too good for too long. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of them. It's Finally. been, what, six weeks since the most recent derailment of any kind. Well, it got worse once again for the folks out there. There was a truck. It was carrying 40,000 pounds of toxic soil. That's a lot. And it turns out the the truck that was carrying it fell over mm. so now it led to a whole nother catastrophe on state route 165 or i-65 it careened off a roadway overturned on its right side and when doing so it left uh, uh thousands of pounds of contaminated soil on the grounds of east palestine once again oops it is a nightmare for these poor people yeah get the fucking soil out of there and they try <laughs> and they try it's like the movie um oh my goodness i'm blanking on the film the mist Ooh. where they just want to leave yeah. they're just like get all of this out of here but the mist keeps following you the mist keeps on following so the ohio epa determined that the spill had been contained and was not considered a threat to nearby waterways. Mm. And as we know, with the Ohio EPA, along with the EPA in general, they are lying. (laughs) The February 3rd train derailment in East Palestine obviously has sparked massive backlash. 
Norfolk Southern still hasn't done shit. They've said they're going to do, they said they're going to start paying residents. None of this has come to fruition. The Justice Department now is acting on behalf of the EPA. They filed a civil complaint around two weeks ago after the state of Ohio took similar action against the rail company. Now, because the EPA and the state of Ohio have both sued the rail company, does that mean any of the money that potentially is siphoned from this rail company goes to the actual people? Or does it just go to the powers that be once yeah. again and they benefit at the end of the day? Right. Does it just go into the coffers of the EPA and the government, the state government there in Ohio? Does it actually make its way to the people? We really highly have. We'll say we'll, we're skeptical. We're going to be skeptical. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic, but always reasonably skeptical. I will also add the, the folks in East Palestine also dealt with another situation that the Ohio attorney general is now suing over. And that is a fake charity that popped up amongst all of this. Always the worst kind of grifter. And literally the guy who's running it uh, was a former Republican staffer for Bill Johnson, the congressman of East Palestine, as well as a state Mm. senator, uh, also Republican Michael Rooley in Ohio. So this guy is connected and he's like, I'm going to start a charity. And then he doesn't again, Get it to the people who need it. It's so nasty, the world of of corrupt charity. We hear it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it makes national news like Santos when he just took that money for that <laughs> dead dog. Right. But most of the time, it goes under the radar. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not detected at all. It's right. difficult to tell when a charity is authentic and when it is and when it isn't. So they must have been egregiously bad. That's only right. Only the bad ones get caught in this way. So mm, you're absolutely right. right. Thank goodness. Again, credit where credit is due. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. Don't love everything he does, but right. again, doing the right thing here. Absolutely. God, there's a special place in hell for people who prop up charities as other people are suffering mm-hmm. under the guise of helping. So back to this truck incident, the driver did sustain some minor injuries, around 20,000 pounds of contaminated soil spilled onto the ra- roadway. So much. And it's just like, again, for the people of Ohio, East Palestine specifically, what a nightmare. <laughs> what, four months it's been now? Two months. Three months. Two months. We're looking at two months now. We're going Since to the April. train derailment Since started. Since the actual derailment. Yeah, February 3rd, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But again, we can't forget about it. We have to keep talking about it because to your point, Ben, until money from these lawsuits or from Norfolk Southern or whoever the hell right. is supposed to do this until it reaches the people who need it. We can't stop paying attention to it. And I relate to why you say four months, Ben, because they've dropped the ball every week that it's like, how? how yeah, what is going feels on? like years. Yeah, literally, it's like, how have you fucked up so bad? And yeah. it's been two months. Exactly. And speaking of why these people are so upset in Ohio, it's because they know there's money out there. Mm-hmm. Look no further exactly. than the Clarence Thomas story. Oh, baby. Yes. Which is so yes. freaking crazy. He's just friends with a billionaire. Oh. And you know that billionaire would have been friends with him if he wasn't on the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of yeah. course. We played d together. Y'all don't know. Yeah, you guys don't know him. More stories coming out about Harlan Crow. He is a billionaire. He's spent tens of thousands of dollars on Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, even an anti-Trump super PAC. And obviously, he has helped out his friend, Justice Clarence Thomas, every single chance he can. He's a GOP mm. mega donor. And let's just say there's something with the billionaire class 
They love controversial art, specifically when it's painted by fascists. Uh In this case, Adolf Hitler going through some of Harlan Crow's more interesting pieces of art and uh, gives a little insight into the lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying that this man is uh, aligning himself with Hitler. It is just maybe indicative of someone who has enough money to help out the people of East Palestine. Mm. I say when you have enough money to purchase like probably a $500,000 painting painted by one of the worst human beings that's ever lived. Right. Think, hmm, what else could I spend that on? Yeah. Maybe a hundred families that are suffering and dying. Anything. Or do you just wait for the people of East Palestine to get whatever cancer they're going to get and die in 10 years and then... Put a little memorial up. Oh. Norfolk Southern will sponsor it. Yes. And it'll be a great PR day for the train company itself. Oh Turn it into a fundraiser and you got you completed full circle. Oh, you here really we go. Do. Go fund me. Mm. So in insider going back to Crow and his involvement with the Republican Party, and of course a more serious relationship that he has with Clarence Thomas, which no matter what anyone says, is a complete and utter conflict of interest yeah. between Ginny and Clarence. Oh, boy. They are mm-hmm. certainly getting around. Mm. So the Federal Election Committee, they have uh, showed filings that Crow has given a lot of money. Crow has given $12 million to various campaigns Whoa. since he began donating in the 1970s. Wow. Um why do you give money if it Gee, doesn't matter? Right. Yeah, you're so well off. So it's like uh, you don't need to do it. It's like people being like, oh, advertising doesn't work. Then why do they spend why billions they and billions yeah. of dollars right, on right, it? Right. I will say mm. in Harlan's uh, th- to the defense that money doesn't always get you what you want. Okay. In 2016, Harlan Crow mm-hmm. was supporting little Marco Rubio. Oh, little Marco. But obviously Marco wasn't able to win. Aww. And the only thing we learned is that he has small hands, which means he has a small penis. And then Donald Trump said he's more than well endowed, even though he has small hands. And it a was small such- penis, according it- to Stormy Daniels. It's the mushroom. He had, we had such a smart, such a smart campaign it was five years ago, wasn't yes. it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Longer than that. Uh, 2016. Jesus Louise. Soinks. So anyway, the dude's got a bunch of Nazi memorabilia. Crow donated $350,000 to the Conservative Solutions Pack. And when I think of Nazis, I definitely think of solutions. Oh, Lord. This was an organization that was set up to support Senator Mark O. Rubio's obvious failure of a presidential campaign. Mm. Struggling people see this kind of stuff. 350K for what? Yeah. What'd you Did get? Marco Rubio win a state? Mm. Um, I don't even think he got in the top three of any of he them. He didn't win Florida. Then that's so his state. What are we doing here? I don't know, There's man. There's so much money in politics. This is what drives people nuts. And it wouldn't. If every politician that donated this much money, if they actually won, yeah. like, well, at least you got a W. Right. They lose all the time. <laughs> yeah. And they spend millions and millions of dollars doing it. It's weird that these people Meanwhile, are- Meanwhile, we don't have fucking drinking water and they're selling it back to us at a premium. Yeah. It's strange that these people are billionaires because they seem to blow a lot of money on stupid shit. Like you'd think one Hitler painting would be enough <sighs> or maybe, hear me out, zero. I don't. I mean, that is just one of those. That's just a little cherry on the top. Right. You know, just to let you know what the insight of this person is. Yeah. And I believe, you know, I think I know someone personally who has a John Wayne Gacy painting. Mm. So I get the idea of collecting art from tyrants. Yeah. But I also (laughs) do want to like, 
I know my friend doesn't like John Wayne Gacy. Right. 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 You, and then this guy's a billionaire named Harlan Crow. Right. <laughs> we just don't know, do we? Well, I'm not anti-Semitic because I have at least one black friend and I fly him all around the world. His name is Clarence Thomas. He's my friend. Happens to be a Supreme Court justice. This Texas billionaire also gave $50,000 in 2015 to the Right to Rise Super PAC. Oh, man. He's got some weird PAC names here. <laughs> which sounds like Morningwood. <laughs> Hello. That was the Super PAC associated with Jeb Bush. Ooh. So it is interesting, again, to see the billionaire class greasing all the wheels. Yes. This man obviously didn't have his pulse, didn't have his thumb on the pulse of the American people. No. Being like, well, if Marco does somehow lose. We'll do Jeb. Jeb will be fine. Jeb will fix it. Jeb will fix it. Jeb. And in 2011, in Mitt Romney's case, he gave $150,000 to the Restore Our Future, a super PAC again. That benefited Romney. So the dude's wasting a lot of freaking money. Okay, I'm going to push back. I'm going to put he's investing because these guys may not be winning, but he's laying down the he's laying down the Harlan pipe. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, yeah. All these names you named. We know Harlan Crow. I have never heard of him. But all these other people, these are big names. And he's getting in with the big crew. This is the dark money. Exactly. And this is all post 2010 Citizens United verdict. too. Of course. So he's just making packs left and right. But man. Right. No accident when it comes to the repeal of Citizens United. And um, was it the repeal of Citizens United? No, it's just the Citizens the United, United court decision. Case. Yes, that decision, rather. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That uh, money is free speech. No coincidence that all of this money started to pour into super PACs, mm. which have nothing to do with the campaigns right, at, all. at all. In 2022, he contributed $225,000. So much money. To a super PAC called Honor Pennsylvania. Hmm. This super PAC supported a hedge fund investor named Dave McCormick. Oh, right. Who was running for Senate and also lost. He lost to Dr. Oz. Now, McCormick is thinking again about running in 2024. And in that case, who knows what happens? He gave $50,000 to the Show Me Values PAC. Mm-hmm. That was uh, to prevent the scandal-plagued former Governor Eric Greitens from winning a GOP Senate nomination in Missouri. Wow. This dude lives in Texas. Right. Right? So we're talking about Pennsylvania, Missouri, Missouri, obviously the federal elections. Yeah. It's disgusting. $17,800 went to a fundraiser. To support Lindsey Graham in 2020. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Is it called the ham and biscuits, y'all pack? This guy is just, again, rubbing everyone's ding-dongs. This is the problem with American politics. This is why people, again, like the ones suffering in East Palestine, get so fucking fed up and pissed off. They're willing to trust a con man from Queens. Because everyone else right, right. Is, is horrible, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. In 2018, he gave 75K to a super. I didn't know there were so many freaking super packs. Right. You can just and start one. That's the thing. The name of this super pack is Texans are. Oh. Huh? What? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what are they? They're real. So yeah. this was a super pack going to Ted Cruz <laughs> to help him beat 
Beto O'Rourke. Wow. Uh, he also boosted Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin. Gross. Against former Democratic Senator Russ Feingold. Oh, the only good Wisconsin senator, only man to vote against the Patriot Act. Absolutely. He gave 55K to the Super PAC. Let America work. What the fuck are you talking? Let America even, work. Let America have a day off every now and again. <laughs> you know, what, what the hell does this guy do for work? What's yeah. so crazy to me about this whole story is, according to how these two guys met, they met in a laundromat. Can you believe they let they, my they, ass? Yeah, my so, ass. So, so I'm hold a billionaire and I go to the laundromat. When? And, oh Why? my god, a Supreme Court justice is there, y'all. Oh that is the god. biggest Dude, bullshit story I've ever heard in my laundry? life. So again, again, the story is that they met in a laundromat. So again, just, just what is it, kismet? Serendipitous, yeah, that those yeah. hubris. You can all just of it. see them bonding over them, uh, folding their filthy whites. <laughs> right. God like damn. Harlan Crow walks in with a wheelbarrow full of quarters and just giving out quarters. <laughs> Any politicians here want some quarters? I'm doing laundry. Almost lastly, he gave a hundred thousand bucks in 2014 to a super PAC run by John Bolton. Oh, where is that money? Where, where is all the money? Where's the, the money? Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> And since 2021, interestingly enough, he has given a paltry amount of money by his standards to a super PAC stand for America. Boo. And that super PAC is supporting Nikki Haley. He gave $10,000 oh. to that. So, so when it, you look at it, break it all down. Nikki got not that much. She's on the low <laughs> end. John Bolton, he got $100,000 yeah. again for what? What was John Bolton's super PAC? This is just money lot. Yeah, literally coup d'etat. <laughs> I know coups. I it's, know two things, mustaches and coups. This is money laundering. In what did they, what have they done? Shouldn't a super PAC have to like show evidence that they've done something? No, they don't. That's the thing about super PACs. They don't need because to Because I don't show... think that John Bolton even talked to him. It wasn't his Tyron. These filings come from Harlan Crow's financial filings. They don't come from all these myriad of super PACs because that's how super PACs work. That's why it's dark money. You don't need to disclose who donated and how much, yeah. and you don't need to disclose how you spent it. Citizens United is the worst decision in Supreme Court history. Boom. It is. Don't you think? I mean, it is the worst. Well, it's we're still living with the repercussions. Money, money is for us. Money is speech. For us. Yeah, it was for bad. us now. Yeah, money no, but, is speech. Well, then fucking make a hologram George Washington on there and have its mouth move. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Harlan Crow, put some money into that idea, will you? Money no, is speech. I mean, it's absolutely, you're absolutely right. I think this, go, along with Dred Scott, which of course was the, the, uh, Supreme Court decision back in the 1850s that kept slavery legal. This is right up there because it allows people like Harlan Crow to yeah. just buy, like Fernando said, you're in, he's investing, mm -hmm. but he's in, he's buying off senators left and right, mainly right. Yeah, and then he's also got a Supreme Court justice in his back pocket. In his back pocket, yep. and there's so much. This is why people are so stunned. We lived in we live in the wealthiest country in the world. And we have so much, so many people are struggling. So many people are working 70 hours a week. They're working poor. And you look at this stuff and this man has so many, with his life, with what he has done with his life, he could do so much good. Uh -huh. And instead, for example, since 2016, he has given $104 million to the Congressional Leadership Fund. Whoa. A super PAC, of course, run by top House Republicans. Wow. And, of course, it's overseen by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Ah. So we know that this person has the his... House. 
He has his he has the House. He has the, the Supreme Senate. Court. It's, he has members of the Senate, and at some point, he will get a president. Mm-hmm. And we know for a fact that they're taking his call. Yes, yeah, which is absolutely. the most you can ask for. Crow is also given $725,000 to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to his Senate Leadership Fund. How do these people get all this? How do you make, what is it, 200 k a year, maybe a little bit more when you're a senator, but you leave office as like a multi-multi-multi-millionaire times 10? Right. This is how. That's how, yeah. It's And it's not like... You see, uh, you could say Clarence Thomas isn't being influenced by this man. He probably is not. But Harlan Crow, like a lot of billionaires, is finding people who align with their viewpoints and thus are able to inject them with money and amplify their. And mean, I actually think right? that Clarence is. I think that he is influenced. Clarence is not the. Re- oh, Scalia. Scalia did all the talking for Clarence. Mm. Clarence never fucking spoke. Right. And I think he doesn't. I think he's a mirror person. Ooh, I think he mirrors yeah. the people he's around. Uh, he's a human being. He wants to be loved. Sure. And I really think it has an effect. You don't think that Citizens United, you don't think these guys were all calling them? Right. Letting right, them right, know right. what, well, you know, if, if it's speech, we can give you whatever you want. Ah, right, right. Yeah. You know? And Slate read an article saying that what Clarence Thomas has done is 100% illegal. Like, you are supposed, as a Supreme Court justice, even though you're appointed for life, financial filings also... Uh, impact Supreme Court justices. And this is 100% a situation, whether or not he's your right. buddy, where if you're getting gifts, if you're getting trips that, again, in a market value add up to $500,000 vacation, that's insane. And they wouldn't be spending it if they didn't get a return. Right. right. If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. There's no way he's that cool of a friend. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Can you imagine hanging out with Ginny and Clarence on a boat? Yeah. And I'd be like, is there a rock we can crash this fucking thing into? (laughs) No, it wouldn't be fun. Harlan brings on his not one, but two Hitler paintings. Hey, Ginny, you're going to like this one. Wow, you're going to love that one. one. Mm -hmm. Well, don't look at this one. It has something to say about your marriage. (laughs) I mean, not to just get bogged down in numbers, but $885,000 bucks. Yeah, for the National Republican Congressional Committee, 800000 to the National Republican Senator Committee. He also supported uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan. Mm. So he th- it's buckshot for this guy. Yeah, right. man. He's got so much exactly. money. He can just Pollock painting this whole thing, mm-hmm. send as much money as he wants, hedge his bets, and he's going to have some. He'll have a. If. Uh, I, well, I don't think he's, it doesn't seem like he has given any money to Democrats ever. Right. Yeah. But without a doubt, he will get a president in his back pocket. Well. And he will be able to get whatever legislation he wants passed. Right. Something vetoed, whatever it might this be. This guy's a real estate mogul. I mean, look at the current housing crisis. Related, mm-hmm. unrelated? Probably not. Right. You know? right of course. Right. No, he's qui bono. Ah, who benefits? Indeed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, let's move on to this culture war bullshit that people constantly bring up in order for us to forget people like Harlan Crow who are actively destabilizing our democratic <laughs> Republic. Wasn't there some politicians back in the day that started the country and they're like, we should keep money out of it mm-hmm. and keep political parties out of it. <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work out. Man, they'd be mad. I mean, they'd be mad about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things. All right. Well, something that it pertains to the courts that's very important is obviously abortion rights. Now, yeah. the courts have struck down Roe v. Wade. That was a precedent for 50 some years. Yeah. And now it's Mifepristone. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an abortion pill. It came out in 2000. Again, not the most conservative, not the most liberal time right. Right. in America. As a matter of fact, very conservative. Bush. Even for the Bush administration, even for that era, they're like, this is fine. This is about yes. health care. Right. And um, so there's been some new legislation or there's been a judge that is now saying that they want to strike this down. They want to ban it. They want to ban the over-the-counter sale of this drug. So let's listen to a couple of people discussing why this is a bad idea first, and then I'm going to play some clips from Gonzalez, who's, again, this dude out of Texas, whose family values all the way through, Yay. who uh, believes in limited government and states' rights until, of course, it's a... Uh, Situation (laughs) that he likes to Mm -hmm. lord over people. Mm. And of course, this is all about power. This has nothing to do with abortion. Let's just play a little smattering of Biden. I think AOC talks in here. And then Gonzalez is in the middle. And he's going to be the only dissenting voice in this video of politicians um, saying what they think about the court's decision. This one federal judge's decision. It's completely out of bounds. There you go. He nailed it. If a judge decides to substitute his preference, his personal opinion, for that of scientists and medical professionals, what drug isn't subject to some kind of legal challenge? This judge's decision is an outrage. An extreme abuse of power. It's not up to us to decide as legislators or even, you know, as the court system that whether or not this is the right drug to use or not, number one. So I agree with ignoring it. At this point, if the administration wants to not uh, not uh, lead this ruling, not live up to this ruling, then we're going to have a problem. And it may become a point where House Republicans on the appropriation side have to defund uh, FDA programs. (laughs) Defund the FDA? (laughs) Has an enforcement discretion, especially in light of a contradicting ruling coming out of Washington. As a dangerous precedent uh, is set for a court to set aside FDA's uh, expert judgment regarding a drug safe safety and efficiency, it would also set a dangerous precedent for this administration to disregard, right, uh, a binding decision. There have been efforts afoot both state, in different states and, and, and nationally to defund certain agencies over certain decisions. You see that happening on both sides of the aisle, and those are tools that people can use, but I will tell you, we are getting it wrong on this issue. When you turn upside down the entire FDA approval process, mm-hmm. you're not talking about just mifepristone. If you have somebody who says, I don't like vaccines, I'm an anti-vaxxer, I'm going to go to the courts. You're talking about insulin. You're talking about the new Alzheimer's drugs that may come on. Oof. So wow. mifepristone also something that can be used by women 
uh, who have had miscarriages, yeah. which is something that we'll get to here in this clip. This is actually Dana Bash. And usually we don't play um, the talking heads of the TV news, but I think she does a good job of asking questions. This is mostly Representative Tony Gonzalez answering her questions. And this is, again, just another uh, unbelievable reminder of hypocrisy that comes within the United States right political there. class. Yeah. When it comes to freedoms for everyone, mm. well, not for you and your own body body autonomy. Right. No, no, no. That's crazy. It is um, just such an overreach and such, again, that's why my, my slogan in many ways was out of your room, out of your womb, mm-hmm. and out of your wallet. Oh, and of course, these people's slogans is liberty for me, but not for thee. All right, let's play Representative Tony Gonzalez defending this radical judge. You know, on this ruling, I have six children. I am a prolific pro-lifer, and I, I like think it's important fuck. that we protect the sanctity <laughs> right. of life. I believe in state rights. Here in Texas, you know, we have a heart bill, a heartbeat bill that was passed, and I think it's important that states uh, dictate their futures, and we have to have the courts uphold these. I mean, it's very dangerous when you have the the, the administration, the Biden administration, coming out and saying they, they may not uphold uh, a ruling uh, as a as an appropriator uh, on the house uh, on the house republican side i i look at it the the house republicans have the power of the purse and if the administration wants to not uh not uh, lead this ruling not live up to this ruling then we're going to have a problem and it may be a come a point where house republicans on the appropriation side have to defund uh fda programs that don't make sense that's crazy you, you that's said crazy that you talk. want this to be states rights but isn't a federal judge uh, saying that on, on a national level that a pill cannot be uh, administered, the opposite of states' rights? Boom, you've been bashed. Good job. Well, the states started this. The, the states had their ruling, and now the federal government is coming in and, and, and dictating theirs. I think it's important that we, we have to get back and allow our institutions to lead. We can't undermine them when we don't agree with things that are there, whether it's on the state level. Look, I'm from Texas. We don't we don't have marijuana here. It, you know, marijuana's in, in California uh, and other I've been places. To Texas. Y'all got if, marijuana if those are there, the man. kind of things that your community <laughs> wants, then work it through your state, work it through the federal level. D- but we have to up, up, uphold our institutions. It's dangerous when we erode them. All right. What's interesting also about this is so obviously, yes, the FDA basically like super beats. Basically, the standard the FDA has is it doesn't hurt you. Something doesn't have to help you. But as long as it doesn't hurt you, it's FDA approved. That's why you see all the snake oil being sold all over the place. It's not Um, killing anybody. It's not killing anybody, but it's also going to just, you're just going to piss all of it out. You just have too much vitamin C now. (laughs) And just because it was sold to you by an old timey actor, it doesn't mean it's any good. But that's the FDA (laughs) standard. If it doesn't hurt you, it's FDA approved. This has been approved now again for since 2000. 23 years. Decades. And a vast majority of abortions occur within the first nine weeks. Uh And um, that's 93% of abortions occur within the first nine weeks of a pregnancy. And this pill is used up to 10 weeks into a pregnancy. Mm. So basically, the ultimate irony as I see it is, number one, it's forced birth. And number two, you're just kicking the can for someone to have to get out of Texas to go get an abortion or whatever it might be. Either way, this is not the solution. Banning this is not the solution. If you're pro-life, as a matter of fact, this is one of the solutions. If you are pro-life, this is assuring 
that, you know, the feet, if you are big into, you know, projecting a personality and a whole life onto a fetus and you really think of it as as soon as the heart, all this stuff, this would actually fall in line with your own standards right. for when abortion is legal it's so within early. the first yeah, 10 weeks. It's so and that's exactly what this drug does. So make no mistake, this is a power grab. Yeah. This is a lesson to women that the, the man is in charge here in Texas and this federal judge, this real piece of shit. Um, let's play Tony Gonzalez basically saying just that, discussing how there's a lot of shit women should think about why are you thinking about this? <laughs> and again, the irony is if the shoe was on the other foot, men would be like, you're going to want to leave me alone. I got a <laughs> Bud Light baby in here. I'm keeping her. I'm getting rid of it. Like, please, this is about power. This is not about pro-life. Also, Texas, a state that executes the most amount of mentally handicapped people in the world. Exactly. Oh, thank you, George W. Bush. Good point, man. Good <laughs> so. I want to move on, but I just want to point one important thing out, which is that mifeprestone isn't just used for abortion. Right. It's also frequently prescribed for women experiencing a miscarriage. And by some estimates, as many as one million women miscarry every single year. So are they just on their own if this ruling is uphold, upheld? No, I think it's important that we take care of women. And we, we, it's important that we have real discussions on women's health care and, and get off the abortion, get off the, you know, the abortion conversation. Uh, women have a whole lot more other issues than oh just abortion. And let's have those real conversations. And let's talk about, you know, let's talk about the other things that are happening in, in this world. You know, I've got a picture of Emily, Amelia and Maria. They recently passed away three weeks ago due to a small in my district. What does that mean? Oh, that means okay. there's all these other things happening in the world, especially yeah. in my district. You've, I've got a district that's turned upside down uh, due to this border crisis. There's everyday people that are impacted uh, on this crisis to include the Tambungas. Well, both and things that, can be true. Everyday people can be <laughs> affected by uh, by all of these issues facing Americans. That's the old, that, the old, the old Texas two-step. The old two pivot. The old pivot. Uh, I just want to make sure that I uh, so smart what Dana Bash was saying, because, again, this pill isn't just yeah, for people. This is if the multiple purpose, the baby, the fetus is now dead inside a woman's body in order to get it out. They give her uh, this drug. Yeah. Right. And it, so basically they are literally killing women yeah. just because they want them to not. So then do you have right. to do you have to birth this? Because we, we we've been we discuss stillbirths, yeah. stillborn when it comes to. When it comes to Rick Santorum, and I forget what the other... Or that congressman in Tennessee. The congressman in Tennessee. Yeah. We did get at some DMs being like, that's a triggering conversation. It's because serious. it's a very triggering thing for yeah. a person to go through to, mm -hmm. to birth a, a deceased child. I mean, it's... But, so this is... This man is just so... The fact that he tried to pivot this conversation the, the, to immigration a, a legitimate question. means that he yeah. knows he's losing the yes. argument. Yes. Yeah, right, right. I That's a, all it is. I, I have a picture right here when I knew you were going to ask me a question that I don't know how to answer about women. What about these women? They're, they got to keep them safe. So anyway, uh, apparently this is the U.S. District Judge Matthew Kazmarek. Um, 20 years. I just don't. This yeah. man, again, this is. The radical liberal justices. Uh, this is a radical right wing. Big time. Judge. Yeah. A rat. This is insane. No one. No one was thinking about this. And now, of course, we have to because, again, they're just continuing to erode freedom. And obviously, women, from a male perspective, I would like to have 
uh, I don't know. Uh, just not a one night stand turn into an 18 year uh, experience. And, the, and sometimes that could be a great thing. Sometimes right. <laughs> it happens and love is in the air. Oh, but then other times you're like, we just uh, we got to go to Shoney's later. Yeah. So maybe just take a little methoprostone. Well, yeah. <laughs> take a pill. You're 100 percent right, Ben. But something that Travis talked about earlier in the show and was quickly mentioned in the clip. This sets a precedent for all FDA yeah. rulings. Yes. And that's why, you know, again, we made these points last week when this ruling came down. But first of all, I believe Judge Kaczmarek should have recused himself. Again, the the plaintiffs in this case who were all backed by pro-life, quote unquote, pro-life groups, they forum shop to go in front of Judge Kaczmarek because he has a history of serving on boards that are, quote unquote, pro-life and again, anti-abortion. So he should have recused himself in the first place. Second of all, the plaintiff's case was so, uh, it was just such a cherry picking of vague. Well, all they did was pick instances where mifepristone did not work or cha- or right. cause pain or something like that. And that's the crux. And that's why, to Fernando's point, why I think this ruling, even if you go look at our old buddy Samuel Alito's stances on a lot of FDA rulings, if you're basically saying that the FDA is at fault because there are side effects of a drug that they approved, well, guess what, man? Every single drug that gets approved by the FDA has side effects. Yes. So now you just open the floodgates. Yeah. Like that man, um, the the current HHS secretary said, now just no drug approved by the FDA is safe. And uh, anyone who watches television or has ever seen a drug commercial knows that there's side effects, but it does make it seem like it's fun to be in the park. <laughs> side effects are bleeding eyes and your ears fall off. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, they're going to stop me from having a picnic with this duck. That's right. Hey, is your dick not working anymore? Well, pop this pill. You might have anal leakage and that'll be tough to explain, but not as hard as it is to explain your not hard dick. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, speaking of human dignity, let's move on to Tennessee. Let's start with this anti-drag bill that now has become law. We're going to get into a gun conversation here in a second. So, Governor Bill Lee. Uh, He has just signed into law an anti-drag bill. Again, never an issue. Mm -hmm. This is not an issue. It's it's insane what they're creating with this legislation. Okay, so there was an ad that was taken out by a group. And funny enough, it shows the governor dressed in drag. Wow. (laughs) Bill Lee? By his own uh, admission, he is a criminal. And I think that's quite fascinating. (laughs) Right. So this is according to the legislation that was signed. Uh, It would officially make any, it would restrict any adult cabaret performances, which it again defines to include topless dancers, God forbid, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, 
and male or female impersonators. So let's knock Tennessee off of my list of places I want to go have fun. <laughs> right. Which is a shame because Nashville's really fun. It's so fucking crazy. The law was signed uh, recently here. And basically it says on both public property as well as in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. Oh, they're slap fighting on fucking TV right after AEW. <laughs> right. That's causing people's brains to fall out of their ear. I think that might be more of a uh, problem when it comes to the youth for them to watch that. Then again, RuPaul's Drag Race, which isn't hurting freaking anyone unless, of course, you're in the competition and you lose and it's going to be sad for you. The bill sponsor, Republican State Senator Jack Johnson, is what he says. He says, the bill does not ban drag shows in public. It simply puts age restrictions in place to ensure that children are not present at sexually explicit performances. Lee signed the bill on the same day he signed a bill banning gender affirming health care for transgender youth as well, um, because nothing says limited government. Like signing a bill that has to do with your constituents' genitalia. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, this is what he had to say. This is what Lee said regarding his drag performance. Hmm. He said it was simply evidence of, quote, lighthearted school traditions. Mm. Oh. So what's the difference? What's the difference mm. then, man? According to Lee's press secretary, Jade Byers, they say the bill specifically protects children from obscene, sexualized entertainment and any other attempt to conflate this serious issue with lighthearted school traditions is dishonest and disrespectful to Tennessee families. I don't think that the kids are really, oh, they're never going to see anything sexual now. Also, yeah. again, this isn't about children. Right. This is about banning adults from doing what adults want to do right. under the guise of protecting the kids. Protect their eyes, but not their lives. No, as kids do drills every single day in school to see if there's a mass shooter, just in case there's a mass shooter that comes in. This is according to drag performer Hella Skeleton, which is fun. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. She says, for Bill to say it, you know, that was lighthearted when I did it, that is absolutely absurd when a lot of drag is extremely lighthearted. Exactly. And also not sexual. Yes. Apparently, when straight men dress up badly in drag, that's okay. But when gay and queer and trans people do it, that's not okay. Two different right sets of standards right there. right there. And again, we have people suffering. We have economic disparity. We have schools in total disarray and disrepair. And you have politicians wasting time on dog shit like this. Yeah. Exactly. It's infuriating. Mm -hmm. Let's also move on. Let's talk about this Republican Webster Barnaby. This is getting dangerous here. And again, it's, I mean, you know us, man. We're not going to be like, oh, pat us on the back. We're just trying to defend human beings' rights yep. Yep. to live and not be called mutants and demons. This is a person who was elected to office. This is a Florida lawmaker. We have a clip of this dude talking, Webster Barnaby, and uh, he calls transgender people mutants and just play this clip. And um, this is this is not good rhetoric coming from a local state house. I'm looking at society today and it's like I'm watching an X-Men movie okay. uh, with people that when you watch the X-Men movies or Marvel comics. It's like we have mutants 
So he's living on the among side, us on planet Earth. He's on the size of a people. And, you know, mutants? some people don't like that, but that's the fact. We have people that live among us today on planet Earth okay. that are happy to display themselves as if they were mutants from another planet. Who is he talking about? This is the planet Earth. Oh. <laughs> God created Earth. men, male and women, female. Wow. I'm a proud Christian okay. conservative Republican. Okay. I'm not on the fence. What is there this you even go. talking but about? I just love that he's siding with the people in X-Men. <laughs> so terrible. He got the whole literally, terrible wrong. Literally. Right, right, right. Also, it's you've almost you've given him too much power now. Yeah. So now transgender people are X-Men. Oh, they're <laughs> what is, so cool. That pew, 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 pew. But that's you in order to like have hatred or fear, I guess you do have to elevate them. As well, they, right? You have to see them because as a I true see them threat. as like, oh, that's yeah. people. I feel very neutral. Superhuman. That's a that's a mutant. Pew, so pew, he, pew. so then you get scared because that's a mutant. Wow. And now you have to pass legislation to stop the mutants. I'm from Earth. <laughs> I'm from Earth. <laughs> You're from fucking Florida, bro. Well, exactly. Okay. So I live in Hollywood, and I'm a gay man. I literally never interact with a trans person. I, I, I mean, maybe it's just the circles I run in, but I never, I ne who are in Florida? Who is this guy interacting with? Buddy, that he's seeing all these, right. he's, are there trans people hiding in the bush? He's to probably, he's because he's looking at a Pornhub every night. He's like, he's making my ding dong hard. These X-Men are making my ding dong hard. And it makes me so mad because X-Men is supposed to be an analogy for the, the trials and tribulations that gays and trans people do Anyone face. Anyone who has seen yeah. is yeah. different. Yes. And including a black man in the south or in florida misses what just what ben said misses literally the fucking point yeah of, he's time. on the side I'm of watch, magneto yeah or something i mean yeah because it's like magneto no, no not no. quite magneto he's on the side of the uh the, the, the he's the reason why the magneto wants yes. to destroy yes. Yes. humans right. yes, yes absolutely so he is on the side oh. i've seen the x-men move so he's on the side of the senators who yes. want to ban the mutants yes which means they're on the side of magneto destroying the earth got it <laughs> Barnaby, you've done it again. Barnaby, 2023. What a oh crazy fucking... Is Putin Magneto? He's gay. Oh, and he's Putin's so oh fucking my gay. God. No, no straight man takes his shirt off and rides animals like that. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're right about that. All right. Well, let's move on. Staying in Tennessee just quickly here. Representative Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson are both reinstated. Uh, again, after they were booted. Uh, unjustifiably, without a uh, doubt, from the Tennessee legislative body. Also, as we mentioned, there was a mass shooting in Nashville. Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee has signed an executive order on Tuesday, strengthening background checks for gun purchases. The Republican governor also called for lawmakers to pass a so-called red flag law that would temporarily remove guns from dangerous people. Now, this is where I am going to have my little streak in me. What's a dangerous person, according to Lee? Mm, trans. Trans drag. That's my only issue. What is a dangerous yeah. person, right. according to the government in Tennessee? Sure. Because Justin Jones was dangerous. All right. right. So was Pearson. Oh. They were dangerous. But yeah. that white lady so, was not. Not dangerous. Yeah. So that's my only concern when it comes to um, the verbiage being used. Sure. What is a dangerous person? Do they have a rap sheet? Is it a history of violence? Is there an active investigation? I just want to make sure that we get that clear because again, uh, one person's dangerous person is just another person's dude. 
Nah, I'm just walking just down buddy. the street kind of thing. That's just like, I mean, when yeah. when Joe Rogan hangs out with Joey Diaz, he's a dangerous person. <laughs> sure. But is that someone that they're talking about when it comes to, let's check, let's wait before we can get this guy a gun. Anyway, right. I do think there are some good things here. The 72-hour waiting period, I think that's fine. Yeah. If you need a gun, you can wait 72 yeah. hours. Now, again, barring some ex- barring some very bizarre circumstance, um, but for the most part, 72 hours, this will stop you from being enraged. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get a gun and within two hours, and God knows what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it's two, maybe a 72-hour chill period isn't uh, the worst thing that's ever happened, and that does not infringe with your Second Amendment right. Right, right. right. You still, still get your gun. Still you get your still gun. get your gun. The the government made this announcement amid some political turmoil again with the Jones and Pearson situation. Um, one of the reasons why the governor in Tennessee moved the needle a little bit on just you know rational gun po- policy mm-hmm. was because one of his friends was one of the victims so, yes, of a Tennessee shooter, personally affected before you make a single move. That's what's so interesting about this. Right. Again, credit where credits due. Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee, uh, I believe it was his wife who knew someone at the Covenant School in the Nashville shooting. Mm. And then just north of them in Kentucky, Democratic Governor Andy Bashir in another mass shooting that happened at a bank in Kentucky this week. He's a close friend. He yeah. knew one of the victims is a close friend. So you see governors in all these red states, whether they're Democrat or Republican, mm-hmm. starting to move the needle. But it only happens when they are personally impacted by a mass shooting like this. So I, I don't think that this is, uh, this certainly is not nearly as intrusive as banning something uh, like Mifepristine. Pristone. Yeah. Pristone. Yeah. That's a spicy Mifepristone. Yeah. So Lee, uh, Lee is also meeting with some legislative uh, leaders and they want to discuss passing a protection law that would allow law enforcement to seek a court order confiscating firearms from people deemed a danger to themselves or others. So we would, if we would, trust the process in this case sure. there would have to be evidence there would have to be a reason why right. this person needs to have their firearms confiscated and again that is the moment why gun legislation is so difficult when you're yeah. the cops who knock on the door and you're like we're going to take your gun now and then the guy's like this is why I got it right, <laughs> and right. next thing you know you got mini Wacos all over every suburb in fucking Tennessee right yeah. so it's it's dangerous but at the same time again this has to happen exactly there's, there's no Something's other option happen. yeah and of course when it comes to uh, the vast majority of mash like I'm thinking of uh, the Holmes case in Colorado mm. I fucking thought he was the Joker dude everyone right. that sold that guy a gun was like just let me know when you're going to go to the movie theater so I'm not there. Like, right. everyone knows. And I think it comes down to the gun manufacturers and the gun sellers. They Absolutely. should have training. They should all get together, unionize, and they should they should be the ones advocating for training. Because all it does is hurt their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All it does is hurt their brand. Sure. You know, if everyone was overdosing on Coca-Cola, I mean, I guess we are slowly with right. obesity <laughs> and losing our and toes. It does, it doesn't. Don't you think gun sales are going up? I mean, they're constantly going. They up. are going they're up, but going also up. at some point there is there there is a people still have they want to maintain a good reputation. Yeah. And if you're one of the gun stores that has sold multiple guns to people that have committed max acts of violence, you'll probably be held accountable. We you should the same as if like we talk about this a lot, but the bartender over serving you at a bar. They get in trouble. The bar gets in trouble. I mean, I tip if, them double, but <laughs> but if you if you sell if you sell someone a gun and that person goes and commits a crime, 
how are you not liable? Yeah, you know? no, that's absolutely right. And then with the Kentucky shooting, again, it was Especially a dis- if there's a pattern of you selling guns to someone who is actively in, enraged or whatever. It might right, be. right. Yeah. Eventually they, they track back the sale and realize, oh, this one guy is selling guns to all these dangerous people. And again, it comes down to just like the, children at 18 years old. Right. Or the personal dynamics that Kentucky shooting was a disgruntled former employee, former intern of that bank. And went in with the sole purpose of killing as many of his former fellow employees as he could. And that's just how these things happen. Yeah. I mean, certainly one of the areas that we could probably alleviate some gun gun violence is to treat people with a little bit of respect at work. Yeah. Gosh There's darn it. There's a bunch it. of Miltons out there from office space. I'll tell you that <laughs> oh, much. Well, he just burned down the building. He didn't kill anybody. Thank God. <laughs> unless, you know, I really, I think unless they're personally affected, we're not going to see any change, which is why we're seeing change in Tennessee, because it was it was people it was with power one. personally yeah. affected. Um, I saw this whole theory on uh, Instagram, on uh, TikTok, that what we should do is get all our kids insured with life insurance. Mm. And then the insurance companies will be forced to take action because they won't be able to pay out all these, oh you know, my gosh. they won't be able to pay out all these life insurance. Wow. Let's yeah. use the system against them. I mean, again, it's just, it's very system. ironic that they have on one hand, we're going to ban drag shows for the children because the children are yes. being so victimized by that. But of course, in reality, gun violence is the number one killer of kids right. in this country, ah. which is horrible. Like I, It's horrible. It's real bad. I posted it the other day. Would you rather your child see a drag queen or get shot with an AR-15? You decide. Hmm. You know. Oh, I, can I get both? I'd like yeah. to sign up for both. Sounds fun. Anyway. All right. Well, that's what's going on in Tennessee. And around the country, we'll be back a little bit later this week. We'll get you updated on some of the politicians that are going to be running once again in 2024. Some interesting ideas coming from some really psychotic people. (laughs) And Lauren Boebert, perhaps she has met her match. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep you all up to date on what's going on in American politics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.